Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dodson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. No Garrett today, because Garrett is in Indianapolis at the scouting combine. I think he's doing a three cone right now probably, as we speak. Probably not going to be very good. No. No. His his athleticism in Julie is probably not what it used to be back to his Malone days. Right. Yeah, he's post Malone <laughs> is what he is. Exactly. Uh, so he'll be back next week uh, with some news and nuggets. If you're following him at Dynasty Price on Twitter, he's tweeting some stuff out there. Got to got to ask some questions today, which is pretty good for him and uh, taking some pictures. He's going to try and talk to some players and He'll be back next week as we do our coverage of the NFL scouting combine. The big news on the players sizes, the guys like Anthony McFarlane coming in today at a really good size. Jonathan Taylor coming in at like two twenty something. If he could run sub four, four, even four, four that weight. Holy moly. Uh, so we'll get all into all that though. I would I would expect I would expect him to excel too because he was a um, track and field athlete as well. He was yeah a four four by a one hundred really good size yeah for him. Mm-hmm. I said I was even more impressed with Anthony McFarland coming for like his I want to see how he moves as well. But again, that's all for next week and Garrett's gonna be back next week. So next week we're gonna break down the combine what we learned and then for the nerd episode we're actually gonna do another way too early 2020 mock draft post combine edition. Because then things are going to get real funky from there. <sighs> Cannot wait. Today we're talking, uh, well, to start the show, we're going to talk about some news and notes. Uh, combine buzz, because there is some news to come out of the Combine. I mean, every year, you know, everyone obviously descends there onto Indianapolis, whether it's coaches, GMs, owners, agents, media people. There's just a lot of buzz going on. Oh, yeah. Get in there and yenta it up. Little chitty chatty Sally's out there is what happens to you. And then they say all the real stuff goes down at night. And That's why I told Gary. I was like, I might go there next year just to get out there and be like Mr. Chitty's chatty myself. Yeah. So now Rub, rubbing elbows with the right people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be rubbing knees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What are you doing with knees? No, it's just way more personal. You're closer. Oh, okay. Elbows you could do from side to side from a distance. Knees. Mm-mm. You got to be you, you got to be sharing a table. Yes. If you're look, if, well, if you're the same height, you could look eye to eye. Yeah. Oh, you could or you could share a table. Yeah. Oh, we do. We get that lady in the tramp. Yeah. Oh. style. You hey. got to order the spaghetti. Though. Hey, are you training Derek Carr? <laughs> <sighs> Love you, Mac. Oh, man. Smackarooski. I bet you Mike likes some spaghetti. Who doesn't like spaghetti? I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people that like, don't like spaghetti. That just don't eat pasta, period. I don't it, trust them. No, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't trust anybody that doesn't like just. Actually, you know, I don't you know what I don't trust. People that like blue cheese and cottage cheese. Blue cheese is nothing other than moldy cheese. So I'm totally with you there. Well, technically all cheese is moldy. Well, some of it's a lot more visually moldy, and that's yeah. blue cheese for sure. It's, it's definitely a bad one. Definitely like like crumpled blue cheese, very seldomly on a salad, I can tolerate. It, Anything else? It basically makes my whole salad taste the way bad feet smell. So no, I can't tolerate yeah, even, pretty, even a little bit. It's just a little, and it's, it's, it was a certain kind, I think it was, but you don't get that like, you know, when it's like ranch dressing. Like you've ever been duped because it's someone looks like ranch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a salt, my brother. Yeah, that'll ruin your taste buds right there. Totally. I mean, I I've almost like I felt like I was attacked. Yeah. Like, like 
in this day and age, like I felt like I could sue somebody yeah. for like emotional trauma. <laughs> you probably could have, man. Yeah. It's like you scarred me. Like I love ranch so much. Like I, you know, back in college, I used to dip everything in ranch, right. you know, pizza, wings, ramen noodles, <laughs> my fingers, whatever I can. You know what I mean? Yep. Toes, you know, I'm like, hey, baby, suck my toes. I'm like, well, dip them in this ranch right here. We got yourself a deal. <laughs> <You> deal. <laughs> you buy the gallon, the, the gallon of ranch. <laughs> Remember when we were in college, we bought that at one time. Uh huh. We yeah. had it. It was like, yeah. it was like a keg, yeah. but it was just ranch. It was just ranch. There oh. was a lot of ranch. Oh, back when we were young. Hey, that back when you can consume ranch at a high level and not get side fat. <laughs> I'm just now I'm just tapping a little ranch on my salad. I'm like, I can't put too much in not here. Too much of this stuff. Really? It goes right to my hips. Love handles. It just goes right to my here hips. Here you come. Uh, so we're gonna talk about some news there here today, and then after that, we're gonna do some user questions, which is actually gonna carry over to the nerded episode as well because we got so many of them. Um, we just feel like from this, from literally from after this episode going forward. Uh, and besides a little free agency, we're going to be talking rookies for months. So let's take a little breather. Let's take a step back. Let's talk about some news. And then let's talk about, let's just answer the fans' questions, okay. shall we? But yeah. before we do, let's stop and take a word from our sponsor, Ooh. shall we? I love this sponsor. It's from Ranch Dressing. Oh. <laughs> Dip your toes in. Hidden Valley. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, what's the other one? Hidden Valley. Craft? Yeah, I'm sure Craft has a brand. Yeah. They for sure have. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember any other either. ones other than hit. Yeah, I think I got Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley. Fridge. Yeah, it's all. You know what? It's not all the same. No, there's bad ranch. Yeah, you get some good. Like, yeah. Oh, this is some good ranch. Yeah. Usually, it's like the homemade ranch too. You're like, ooh, that's good. Yes. Think that's healthy for you? No. Ah, shit. Yeah, all definitely right. not. Well, let's actually have have a word from our real sponsor, let's and do that it. is DynastyOwner.com. That's right. They're back, and guess what? They're going to be back every single week. Why do you know why? Because they're awesome. Yes, they are. You got to check out DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Well, here is your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart, elite fantasy football player. They're pretty much talking about me. Basically us. Yep. Yeah. Or or us. Us. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no off season in Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters. Free agency matters. And every contract matters. Come to do a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players, contracts, and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft. And then by trading players and draft picks. Win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for the rookie drafts this May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. It's a fun mock draft. You should definitely check it out. When's the last time you heard somebody say www. Uh, probably about five years ago. It's been a while, right? That's yeah. why I dropped it in there. Yeah. Used to. Everybody used to say it. Everyone used to say it. Back in the day, back when the internet was first getting and going. The World Wide Web. (laughs) I remember that when I was in college, you had to do the dial up, the AOL dial up, the phone's ringing. You get that noise going, you're like, oh, I'm about to connect. Man. About to give me a JPEG, babe. Do you remember trying to download a picture? It would come in like phases where it would be like a quarter inch at a time. It would load. It would literally slowly load. From the bottom up or the top yeah. down, I can't remember. When you're real young, back at me, who's a 90s you know, teenager going... 
hey, I'm going to send you this picture. You're going to like it. And you're like, oh, yeah. All right. Send it over. And it slowly starts coming. You're like, I think that's a blonde haired woman. Oh, my. Is that, is, a, is that a. Oh, my God. Are those her shoulders? No, no. Where are her bra straps? <laughs> there are no bra straps. Mom. <laughs> Let's get some news and notes, shall we? Let's do it. Um, big news. Well, not actually big news. This is a, kind of something that we all knew was Austin Hooper will not be franchise tagged or basically resigned. Um, I mean, they left the door open to be resigned, but you know what happens when your guy gets out to free. No, they, they're like, hey, yeah, we're going to we we doesn't mean we don't want to bring him back. We're just going to see if we can come to, you know, a deal. This is one of those things where, you know, obviously Austin Hooper's got one number in mind. The Falcons are, are pretty strapped against the cap, so they've got their number that they can't really they can't really probably move up from. So they're like go ahead, go out there, set your own market. You know, we definitely, they said they want to keep negotiating it with him once he hits free agency and keep that kind of line of communication open. But chances are Austin Hoover is going to be able to go get okay. more money. This is exactly how it's going to play out. Ready? Yep. You're Thomas Dimitrioff. No, I'm Thomas Dimitrioff. You're Austin Hooper. Okay. All right. And you were just offered $11 million a year from the New England Patriots four years, 25 million guaranteed. Right. Yes. Now I'm Thomas Dimitrioff. You're in my office. All right. I hey, just got this money, sir. Hey, Austin. How how much is that money? Yeah, it's it's eleven million per year. Ooh. Twenty five million guaranteed. Ooh. How about three fifty? <laughs> I can't do three fifty. Oh, oh, come on, Thomas. Austin. Austin. Thomas. Listen, we we Thomas. We've had fun. We brought. I I personally brought you in this league. Thomas, I gotta go. I groomed you. <laughs> Thomas, right. I gotta go. I taught you everything you. I I was here for you when you needed me the most. My dad taught me how to catch football. I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, okay, Austin. Before you walk out the door, final offer. How's this sound? Ready? Uh huh. Fully guaranteed contract. Five years. Fully guaranteed. I like this so far. Three point six million dollars. <laughs> For all five years. I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass. Years. All right. So that's how that one's going to go. Austin Hooper is out the door. Yeah. He's uh he's going to scoot his way right out of there. He, where, where do you think he's going to go? I was going to say, you might as well just sign him up for the Patriots, right? If Tom Brady stays, they're going to be looking for a tight end of Austin Hooper's ability. Um, and I could definitely see that being a match. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I would use, I honestly kind of, if he doesn't go anywhere, maybe besides New England, I'd be somewhat curious where he does go because he was a, a tight end that was schemed for. You know what I mean? Like a lot of his big production came for being schemed and heavily targeted where he did succeed. It's not like he's like a he's not a creator, I guess, is the best way to you know put it. You couldn't call him Tyler. So for me, um, you know, New England, somewhere that would heavily target Austin Hoop. Right. That'd be a good landing spot for his fantasy value anyway. So we'll see if he's going to go to the best spot for him. He's going to go with whoever is offering the mo- offers the most cash. Like if he goes to the Redskins, are we just as ex- excited as he goes to New England? I wouldn't. I'd be almost in a sell position if he went to Washington compared to New England. I mean, uh, obviously he'd be going there with a young quarterback, and there's just a lot of unknowns. I don't. I don't think I'd be like I'm. I'm done with Austin Hooper, but it's obviously not an ideal landing spot compared to. New England Patriots. Well, you could say that just about any. I mean, right. If um, Hayden Hurst gets traded to uh, 
New England that's like, okay, his shares just went up pretty drastically. Right, which obviously, I mean, we're jumping down the list here a little bit, but um, that was some more news that came out was was Hayden Hurst is, is basically on the trade block, which makes sense. I mean, you know, they uh, Mark Andrews is obviously clearly above him. At this point, Nick Bull, uh, Boyle is probably a better blocker than Hayden Hurst. So they don't have much use for this guy, and he's on – he was picked in the first round. And he's like 27 years old already. He turns 27 this year. Right. Uh, he is entering the third year, which is usually the breakout year for tight ends. Mm-hmm. So if he does get traded, it, it, it might not be like a bad buy now just to see. Because whoever trades for him, if he does get traded, will obviously want to use him. Right. Um, and they would have plans for him offensively. So it might not be a bad buy now just to go out there and get Hayden Hurst. I mean, there's another tight end who's one of my biggest buys in Dynasty. We're going to talk about here in a second. Uh but it's definitely interesting. Again, former first round pick, been clearly. I mean, it's so clear you don't even need LASIK to see it that Mark Andrews is my number two dynasty tight end overall. Right. Like if I was doing a startup and you told me I could have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, I'm like, give me Mark Andrews. Well, yeah. From a, I mean, from a dynasty standpoint, that's just the 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 best option. You know what I mean for but the long term. He's on the block, and if he stays, I mean, they do. There's no team that uses tight end more than Baltimore. So. We'll see. And they'll probably draft five more this year anyways. And and it would take, you know, obviously Hayden Hurst isn't a guy that you can start week in and week out in Baltimore. So if he stays, it's kind of a hold. And, and you almost got to hold for an injury ahead of him to have any kind of relevance. And then even then you might be like, oh, what's up, Nick Boyle? <laughs> I think I think Nick is kind of, I think. He's a blocking tight end. He's a blocking tight end. I was just being, I was yeah. being facetious. Mm-hmm. You obviously weren't picking up what I was laying down. I, I, I missed that one. More which, news. More Matt. news. <laughs> Cam Newton. Yeah, so it, yeah, so it sounds like they're going to be moving forward with Cam as their starter. They must have gotten some positive feedback on those medicals. Been saying that since day one. Yep, day one. I mean, the team, it's it's their best option. You know what I mean? Like it, drafting a guy right now is they're not going to be as successful, especially in year one of a new coach's system. If they bring in a young quarterback, they bring in somebody other than cam newton out of the free agency pool cam newton's the best available option for them in my yeah, opinion he's only 30 years old uh it, it's most likely all going to play out besides philip river getting a boot out of la um which they clearly just want a fresh start there almost all these quarterbacks are probably going to end up right back where they started you know i said Jameis wasn't probably going to leave and we'll see because i bet philip river signs with the colts um which ended up like okay and then i guess we can't get philip river so i guess we'll just take you know Jameis back on a prove it deal um, short term, Ryan Tannehill will probably end up back in Tennessee. Tom Brady's going to end up back in New England. Uh, so just a lot of these guys, like that, most that, teams are going to realize, hey, these quarterbacks aren't grown on trees. There's that scenario, which I yes. think is the most likely. But isn't it odd that like most of this hinges upon Brady, which is, I mean, for any other sport, like is there a guy that can almost run the entire market for their position other you know like a 40 year old guy can do that like kind of kind of set the market so to speak because what happens if he goes to the, the tennessee titans which is like some rumor that's floating around yeah. now that he that he could be going there or la or- so then so then it just starts everyone swirling you know it is all it is really is all on brady because even like you know the, the the raiders are said they'll pay him two years 60 million guaranteed and it is i mean it's almost like if you said any other sport like if lebron was like okay i'm gonna be free an agent next year everybody's gonna be like everybody that could remotely even had a chance to get him I'm like all right we're just gonna wait and see just to see just because if we have care. the chance to get him then we could literally go to the finals right yeah so if you feel like right now like 
you'd have to say if you just get Brady, you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And th- I mean, and that's a good analogy, LeBron. But LeBron's not forty yet. You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's like the one differentiating thing that, in my mind, it's like that's that's just amazing that Tom Brady is still that highly coveted this deep into his career. You know, speaking of that, it almost makes me think too. With today's day and age and, you know, with sports medicine and nutrition and just the overall, like, you know, life expectancy of humans and how we treat ourselves. Like I get all the time, like, oh, you're 40. You don't look 40. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm blushing. You're my best friend. My new best friend. You stop it right now. Keep going. You're adorable. (laughs) Silly goose. Um, But, you know, it's just like people are just better off these day and ages where we were even 15 years ago. So. I'm 40, you know, and I, I don't, I don't even play sports and I feel like I'm in good shape. I felt like if I would have trained significantly, I could play at something at a high level. If I would have trained, I feel that way. I probably couldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm optimistic. So it's sure, just like, sure. I could just see like, to me, I don't think that I think like this age of 30, even like, look like Adrian Peterson resigning. I think these numbers are going to slowly, even for receivers, like, Oh, Julio Jones is 31. Oh, we've been so we've been so hinged on that for so long. Like it might be trying to like look at it a little different. Like now thinking like, okay, 33, 34, 35 is more like I, I, I think a realistic. You to, I think thing. you have to be careful who you do it with because it's not I don't, where's protection, Matt, for sure. <laughs> not everyone is created equal. Not everyone has the same um same habits i think as some of these elite guys like a julio jones like a tom brady just he's always trying to work and get better yeah and and those guys i think and you know adrian peterson is the biggest freak of well, he's not human ever when it comes to just physique so i mean those guys are exceptions to the rule but i think you're going to see more and more exceptions guys that do they, they i think it's more guys that want to do it guys that don't get major injuries guys that don't get many concussions that are willing to you know take care of their bodies the right way and you read about it you know what i mean well, like the, there's guys that want to play longer there's guys that like it you know what i mean they like putting their body through that they like the physical torture basically that it is to work out that hard they enjoy that and that's what makes them tick. And those guys, they'll they'll definitely, I think, have an opportunity to work later on into their career. Yeah, but when they're in their like alone in their bedrooms, the ones getting those like rubber balls in their mouth. You, know? <laughs> you, you had to go there, didn't you? I'm just thinking of that. I was I was trying to think of that term. <laughs> you know, people that wear that leather and stuff. It's called like macho sadism. I don't know what it's called. Uh, sadomasochism. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Put that ball in my mouth and. <laughs> Kick me. <laughs> it took me a Kick minute. Me where it, hurts. it took me a minute because you had it completely backwards. Doesn't and, sound and fun. So Doesn't sound fun to me. But hey, if that's your bag, get with it. Hey, what, I, mean? I mean, whatever makes your. I like Dynasty Fantasy Football. Exactly. It's what it's my thing. You know what I mean? But whatever is whatever your thing. So whatever Cam Newton staying there. I think it is good news with guys like Curtis Samuel, guys that he has familiar from familiar familiar. Exactly. <laughs> Ian <laughs> Thomas, familiarity. Exactly. Yeah. Familiar God, now you got me messing it up. What do you got? Some kind of speech impediment over there, boy? <laughs> familiarity. Yeah. Ooh, look at you, linguistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cam Newton probably going back to Carolina, maybe a good super flex buy. He very well could be. I'm in the yeah. league and somebody, uh, it's actually our it's league. It's our league, yeah. And he's I, like, uh, hey, Cam Newton's available. Somebody wants him. I'm like, I want him. I want Cam Newton. I want to go look at my team. I was like, I got nothing to offer. Yeah. I was like, 
moving on. There is definitely times when you run into that, and that is such a bummer. Like you know a guy's available, and you're like, I have nothing to offer this guy that no. I want to actually give up to, <laughs> to get him. You it's know literally I mean? addition by subtraction. It's yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. If I give you him, I have a huge hole here. There's just sometimes trades don't make sense. No. So other news, other news. Um, so Dante Pettis, a little bit of Dante Pettis news. It sounds like uh, Kyle Shanahan came out and basically said that he wants Dante Pettis to return like a man on a mission. And he's seen these, these sophomore slumps before and they can basically, and he, he said he's seen it in tons of players and they can go one of two ways. And he's like, they can either put the work in and thrive or they kind of don't put the work in and they get filtered out of the league. So Rich, you have any thoughts on which way you think Dante Pettis is going to go? You got crystal <sighs> balls on this one or all right. It's been a while. Let me bust them out and just see what they say. I mean, I, I know they're not on demand, but I figured we, we'd at least ask. So, all right, here we go. Ooh, they're dusty. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> Sweet succulent crystal balls. Who's going to have a better fantasy year next year in San Francisco, Dante Pettis or Jalen hurts. Easily, Jalen Hurts. Wow. wow. Oh, no. Dante Pettis, the guy who was inactive for the Super Bowl, is mm. not going to have a monster year in Shanahan's system. His words of encouragement did not follow through, and they do bring in another receiver who will also have a better year than Dante Pettis. Oh, and then there's also George Kittle. And don't forget, Debo Samuel is about to flirt with wide receiver one numbers. All mm. that info in this ball. Those oh. balls, those sweet sucking balls. That's why they're magical. So more much, news and so notes. Much, so much knowledge. More, more news and notes, please. I'm gonna put these balls away. <laughs> put those away. Um, so David Njoku. It sounds like the Browns are gonna exercise their fifth year option on Njoku, who obviously coming off the horrible year last year, where he where he broke the wrist, missed a big chunk of the season, was in Freddie Kitchen's doghouse, which was probably the best place you could be, and then he left. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, they brought in, they brought back, um, basically the GM that was part of the regime that, that brought in Njoku in the first place. So now they're exercising the fifth year option. It sounds like Stefanski and him are, are both pretty excited. They said they're excited about it. And I hope them exercising his option exercises the demons for my Cleveland Browns because Every week, there's something crazy going on with the Browns. I mean, today, uh, one of, you know, some who I've worked with before, Tony Grossi, you know, he had an ordeal calling out Baker Mayfield, uh, a derogatory term when he thought the mics were not on and they were on. So he's in a little bit of trouble here. So there's more news and notes always being negative by my Browns. So I hope them, as soon as they exercise his option, they exercise the demons. Because listen, and Joker, when he came out of Miami, was his number one take was he was extremely raw. We all we said it the whole time. He's extremely athletic, but very raw. He need, he was going to need some time. Correct. Older old dirty bastard wrote a song about David and Joker, and he liked him. Uh huh. Yeah. And here we are entering his fourth year in the NFL, and he is somebody that basically didn't play at all last year. So his third year breakout never had a chance to come to fruition. And there's so many pieces around in Joku. It's easily to kind of be somewhat excited about him if he does put in the work and he can get those hands a little bit better. A little bit more consistency out of his hands would be amazing because it was one of those things where he was always open because he's very athletic, but sometimes the easy passes are the ones that were just kind of getting muffed. So we'll see. It's 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 a good it's good to see him not get pushed out so quickly um, right right obviously um 
the Brown Browns fans like us were used to seeing guys being kind of cast aside as regimes get changed. So this was a nice little change of pace that it was a old you know, a member of an old regime got brought back and, and we were able to kind of hold on to some of these pieces instead of just clear the deck again. Yeah. More news and notes. Um, so there was some news coming out of Jacksonville that Doug Marone's kind of going to let, um, the Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, uh, decision as to who the starter is kind of flow into the preseason. He made it sound like, um, he owed it to the players to kind of let the best guy win. And obviously, you know, last year, I think it was fairly obvious that Gardner Minshew was the better option. Not like he was an amazing option. He wasn't sweet week in and week out but i think he he definitely had the trust of the players and the backing of most of the players on that team sweet balls who's starting in jacksonville Ooh, i see a garden oh Ooh. my gosh is oh it, garden Mich- gardner Minshew. is it Minshew? oh what are these tricky balls <laughs> look at these it's a and, and and that's where it's I a see, miniature shoe. And that that's where I see it going as it's well. It's a small shoe. <laughs> oh my god! Look at that little miniature shoe. <laughs> a little baby shoe. Yeah, a little baby shoe. <laughs> What's that doing in the garden? In the garden. <laughs> oh, these witty balls. That's the way I saw it as well. So uh, uh, Gardner Minshew. We more news expect. out of San Francisco. As oh. I cut off your Gardner Minshew because nobody really cares about that news right now because we all knew. We nobody knew, but we knew it was going to happen. John Lynch comes out and says they're if they're going to ask. Jarek McKinnon to take a pay cut. Now, Which, how is this news? Because before this, a couple of weeks ago, Jarek McKinnon's like, I really want to play in San Francisco. I'd I'll, even take a pay cut. I'll take a pay cut. And then John Lynch was like, yes, please. Um, well, no crap. You're going to take a pay cut. You've already been paid like $10 million for not playing. Right. He's scheduled to make Jarek. six $6.5 million in the third year of a, you know, a base for a team that he hasn't played for yet. So um, he's definitely going to take the pay cut. I, I think, think it's it's nice i think he's 20 going to going to be 28 this year so um this is going to be kind of his last attempt i think to make a little bit of money if okay. he stays here this year does well he might be able to sign it are you ready for this yes okay. gosh i've been saying this for now what is it what year is it this is the third year okay. in San 2020 right yeah <laughs> i've been saying this since 2018 yep all right Go buy Jarek McKinnon. Go buy Jarek McKinnon. It's going to be a great fit. Well, dude, just last week, uh, there's some news coming out. Like, it was a really small little tidbit out there that was somewhat surprising to somebody was because people were like, oh, Raheem Mostert and, you know, Matt Breida. And Shanahan said, yeah, yeah, those guys are real nice, but I'm really looking for somebody that can catch the ball consistently well. He said that. Who? Kyle Shanahan who said do, that. Who does that really well? Well, allegedly... You know, it's Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon, but, who knows? I mean, dude, it could be Jarek McKinnon. It could be Bigfoot. It could be the Loch Ness, Mon- Loch Ness Monster. Because yeah, at this point, haven't seen it. Haven't seen any haven't of those. Seen blurry, fit, seen blurry pictures. You yeah, know, like, right. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's a football. I don't know if that's Jarek. I don't know if that's a Sasquatch. I don't know what that is. But Shanahan just said within like the last. It could have been. I swear, it was last week he said this. Because some people are like, oh, wow, that's somewhat surprising because I thought like Brita caught well and Mostert did okay. But he said, no, they were thinking about bringing another back in because he's like, we, I, for my, I just want somebody in my offense to catch the ball more consistently. And, and that could be Jarek McKinnon. And this is somebody who in, they gave a lot of money to because he thought Jarek finished like fit in his system perfectly. Obviously. Yep. And, and But it could also be a guy like Devontae Freeman if he becomes available. It could be Devontae Freeman if he becomes available. But I also feel like, hey, you know, Shanahan already played that fiddle once, and it was a really bad tune by bringing in Tevin Coleman. 
So if they were willing to give Jarek McKinnon that much money, like the fourth at the time, the fourth highest paid running back in the NFL kind of money. Mm hmm. And they've already given all that money. I think it'd be more so of a kind of like, oh, let's prove ourselves right kind of ordeal too. And that, and he'll take if he's willing to take the right kind of pay cut, which I think it's gonna be not a little pay cut, it's like gonna be pretty a massive pay yeah. cut, which I think he's gonna be pretty open to because how many of these you know running backs one already on open market, two how many running backs are in this draft class saying if I don't take this money here, like I'm not even gonna be able to play. Like at least here, I know I could probably play and shine. I was gonna say, and it's I in my opinion, it's his best opportunity to rehab his value even if, i mean even if it's just to showcase himself for another team if they if they want to go in another direction next year it's still the best system for many running backs yeah. including himself i mean we always have it out there hashtag two to three year window mm-hmm. on running backs and this very well could be a hashtag six months so 0.5 is what we're talking about window here but you could probably get jarek mckinnon for a throw-in you know like hey yeah, you know, like I'll. I mean, at this point, yeah. I'll give you this. Uh, what, what would his value be in your eyes, just for straight up? In <laughs> this, in this, out of a rookie, twenty twenty rookie pick. I see. It's weird because I'm like, you know, I'm you're a, I'm you're a fan. You're, you're a fan. I know. Uh, but I I don't know fourth round pick. Yeah, right. Would you pay a third if the guy made you? I would pay a third. I think that's. His, I, would, I would not go any higher than a third. I would pay clearly. a mid. It wouldn't even be three one either. It'd be a mid to late third. Yeah. I would absolutely pay just on because that one you're talking. If it's a mid to late third, you're talking about a team that's potentially like a playoff contender. Hopefully, if you're a playoff contender, I think this is a perfect contender buy. Right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna give up a third in 2020. If I had to, I'd throw in like my fifth or sixth too. Because who gives a crap about that pick, right? Just throwing picks. So you're yeah, throwing no two game. picks in there to really kind of like, oh, I don't know, because Shanahan said this. To me, I think that gamble is completely worth it because if he ends up that pass catching running back in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I think the worst case scenario if he stays healthy is you have a mid range worst case running back too. You could you could strike goal. He could be higher than that. You know what I mean? Oh no, that's yeah. worst case. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. I mean, he could be he could be that PPR running back one that's always on that running back one list for one year. Yep. You know what I mean, we see him all the time. And for me, that's worth if that if that guy's going to walk you to the playoffs and potentially walk you to a championship. That's worth a mid to late third any day of the week. Because what are we doing here? We're trying to win ships. Yeah. All right. So to me, yeah, I know it's been a swing and miss, a swing and miss with two injuries. But it takes three strikes to strike out. I was going to say one more strike and he's out. But yeah, and you got to pay for something like that for, because for a third round draft pick, I think, it, especially it, if it's not early, like you said, you're going to a contender. I'm totally I'm totally good paying that. It's one of those things. I feel like he's utilized in training camp. It starts to get up there like the, the, the values don't go up. You get to week one. He's starting to catch. You know, he has six catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Well, good luck. The price now is a 2021 20, second. You know, mm-hmm. so why not pay now? worth the gamble that that's the best thing about third round picks is if you can get a guy like this that has good upside at a volatile position absolutely man i like it has it. a rich dotson stamp of approval for three straight years <laughs> maybe <laughs> i'll strike out maybe i won't you'll just triple down on that. hey man injuries are injuries you can't you know if he goes out there and he's not injured and he fails i'll take the blunt of that yep. i will but i'm very confident if he does get on that field in that offense system fit is there yeah there's a listen, guys. There's a reason Matt Breida has been a fantasy, you know, nugget. There's a reason people are like, "Ooh, Raheem Mostert. He's he won people championships this year because he's the running back in Kyle Shanahan's system." You know, when 
Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman were their absolute gold. They're in Kyle Shanahan's system. Absolutely. Kyle Shanahan running backs equal fantasy football points. And the last time I checked, the person who scores the most fantasy po- football points wins the championship. Wins. So Yo. guess what you can sign me up for? Kyle Winning. Shanahan's running back. Winning. <laughs> Definitely the pass catcher running back more than any other running back in that system. So give me on that one. Um, more news and notes. Came out this week, and Brian Flores and them said that Mike Kosicki is going to be used a lot more in the slot. So when they want to run three wide receiver sets, it's going to be Mike Kosicki in the slot. And you're talking about a hot name coming into the 2020 season, coming to his third-year breakout window, a guy who scored in four of his last six weeks. It is Mike Kosicki. This guy is my number one buy today. Today. I mean, obviously, he He surpassed Curtis Samuel. He came into the league as a super athletic guy. It took a little bit of time to get going. He was in Adam Gase's offense year one, which is just like a death trap Dude, for everybody. Dude, quicksand, man. Yeah. Adam Gase might as well be nicknamed quicksand because he just slowly sucks the life out of you. Had a little bit of a slow start coming into year two, but then really started, like you said, picking up steam towards the end of the year. Scored four four, four out of the six uh, last weeks he scored. So Yeah, he had a 10 speed on the gear where like the pedals move real fast. And you're like, what's going on? Adam's pedaling so fast. But I'm not going anywhere. And then he's like, oh, he switched to gears. Boom, took off, started scoring fancy points. And I was like, this is good stuff. Spark score winner out of the combine just a couple of years ago. Penn State, we liked him a lot. We, yep. we moved him ahead of Goddard um, right there at the end. He was the number one tight end taken. Uh, we thought this would be great for him. We, then we kind of regretted it because Goddard looks so sweet. But this might come back and look like a dynamite pick because Absolutely. again, what have you done for me lately? NFL is just like dynasty fantasy football. What have you done for me lately? Kasiki was such a slow start has made him a buy. I think if you are a tight end needy team, and again, you're, you're in that mid round, I'd even go honestly higher. If you need a tight end and say, you're like, okay, I have two, three, or two, two or two, four. And you're like, I'm taking the best rated tight end there. Cause I need a tight end. So I'm going to take Cole Komet or I'm going to take, you know, Brian here. Um, I'm going to take Moss. I'm gonna take somebody here. Right. I would be much more happy. Inclined. Inclined. Not happy. I wouldn't be much more happy. You'd be, you'd be much more inclined too. to take a guy like this. Who's had, he's taken his two years of, of lumps basically. And is, a finished product more or less or ready to produce. He's not a finished product. He's ready to produce for you. Fantasy high wise. upside fantasy too. With right. Two good weapons on the outside with Preston Williams and Devonte Parker, Devontae Parker, who yeah. honestly, neither of those guys are hundred percent a sure thing either. So, it, you know, he could be the George Kittle in this offense. It's very, very possible. He could be the number one receiver in this offense. It is right. definitely feasible. They sure don't have a running back yet. That's for sure. So, yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt, that running back is coming yeah. in two months, and yep. we're all going to like who it is. Absolutely. Because it's going to be somebody good. It's going to be somebody It's going to be Jonathan good. Taylor. Very well could Just be. my guess. And I'm going to like it there. I'm going to like it. So well, will I. I don't say I like Jonathan Taylor anywhere because he's my third-rated running back and. You know, again, people are like, oh, you don't like Jonathan Taylor. You have a number three. No, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. I think he's really awesome. It's just I'd rather prefer J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift. And right now, it's DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins are my 1A and 1B. Yeah, like I, I like them both. I, I, I like them both as well. If I had two first-round picks, I would literally take one in the league and one in the other league because I love them both. 
equally. Those, those guys are all so close, but I think Jonathan Taylor is just a hair behind them. Both. Yeah, because he, he's not, it, it he's not, not as good of a pass catcher, which kind of that's enough to move you down just a little. Bit. And the fumbles, he had a t- he had a ton of fumbles, ton of fumbles in college, greasy fingers. So yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He's got fine sized hands; they're nine and a half inches, so he mm, can't even he say it's that. Yeah, mm, 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 no, mm, he doesn't smell like cabbage. He doesn't no no cabbage smell. So Mike Gesicki, hot buy. You need a tight end, Matt. Two second round pick. Give it up. Get Mike Kosicki. I've already got Mike Kosicki because I, I drafted him. Guess what? I have Mike Kosicki <laughs> too because I drafted him as well. I actually trade up. I gave up uh, a pick, my first round pick last year, the move up to the high end of the second round in the league to get Mike Kosicki. And people were like, solid move. Aha, foolish move, Rich Dotson. Here I am. Aha, Three years later. Not so fast. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, <laughs> talking like he's, he's next George Kittle. Speaking of we'll see um, Hunter Henry. We're, we'll kind of see on him whether or not he's going to hit the open market, but it sounds like they're going to be willing to franchise tag. This They've guy. been saying that all along. He ain't yeah. going anywhere. So he's not going to go anywhere. It's not a good joke. There's somebody who's like, they told, uh, they told uh, like Tom Brady said to Patriots like, oh, if you, I can't, I wish I could know who tweeted out so I can give him praise, but he's like, Oh, I need a good tight end if you're going to do it. You go out there and give me HH. And they're like, Tom, we got you HH. We got you Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. So, yeah, he's going to be tagged. It's, it's who's his quarterback going to be. That's all that matters. Right. And if it's Justin Herbert, then good for him because Justin Herbert's a nice, fine quarterback. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks here in two weeks. I like Justin Herbert, what I see from him so far. I think he's just as good of upside as a lot of these guys here. That guy's freaking huge man did you see him how he checked in he's got a really nice arm i think him and mike williams would be a very nice uh tandem six six and a quarter 236 pounds yeah he's a big dude with flowing locks he is a big dude yeah he's gonna be in a super flex league i'm telling you man when it's all said and done it's gonna go in a rookie draft it should go Mm -hmm. burrow to a herbert yeah it should and if you want to i mean people like oh herbert's somewhat of a question mark okay what about tua all right. He's had this major hip injury. Right. He's had an injury surgery on both of his ankles. Yeah. Is he like, could be the next Steve young, you know, the next next left-handed stud muffin. Of course he could be, but he's had a lot of surgery going on in mm-hmm. that lower half of the body too, which again, all slows, your slows you down. Yeah. That, that's how you get all your uh, power generated on yes. your throws, everything. Except yeah. Your arm is important, but that all comes from your legs. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a, you know, a little bit nervous there, which to me locks up Joe Burrow as QB one. Last news and notes, Matt. So then we can take some of these listener questions. Um, so I guess the last news and notes thing is uh, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, came out and basically denied reports that the team is working on an extension with contract year running back Marlon Mack. That's right. Irsay screams hearsay. <laughs> this is ridiculous, he says. Read all about it. Read all about it through the Western Telegrams. Extra, extra. Read all about it. You heard him. One nickel for your thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, which to me, I don't know. Makes sense. Why would you lock all your money up than Marlon Mack, the guy who runs up right, who doesn't catch the ball whatsoever and is always injured? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we been breaking it down for like a year that we just think he's an ordinary guy, he doesn't catch passes, and he's very easily replaceable. So I don't know why they were working on one in the first place, but we mentioned that they were, so I figured that we would mention that the owner came out and said that they're The Colts not. have a ton of money, right? Tons of money. Hello, Philip Rivers. Hello, Hello, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Hey, you guys know each other? You guys want to get a little room here in uh, Indianapolis? A little bunk baits here? A little stepbrothers? <laughs> is there room? Yeah. Is there room for um, Marlon Mack with Philip Rivers' nine children? Oh, no, no. Marlon Mack, you can't stay. 
I, we're, I mean, we not Marlon Mack, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, and, and Philip Rivers, nine kids. Well, he's going to leave his kids in Florida. Okay. He moved, right. He's not moving to Indianapolis. Good point. Yeah, it's a small city. It, We've been there. We have. It's nice. Yeah, it is very nice. It's lovely. Uh, so that's it. Those are all the questions. That's Those it. are all the news and notes. That's all the news and We've notes. We've got 90 questions. Mm-hmm. So we won't read them all, but I'm going to get to what we can do. Um, none of these are pre-screened because um, like everything we do, it's not planned out. So we're going to read these questions for the first time on here on the podcast, and we're going to answer them to the best of our ability. Now, we only got about 15 minutes left here in this show, but the whole Nerd episode will be listener questions. Nice. Are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. Are you, getting, are you ready? Now, I, that's what I need from you. You cannot steer these kind folks wrong. I it never took time do. other yeah. time to use their thumbs and fingers to press these buttons to ask you a question. Not Garrett, because he's in Indianapolis, which is a lovely city. It is a lovely city. So as we get in the first question here, I'm just going to kind of scroll through, not stop at every question here. because There's just too many of them. We just, can't, just too many. We can't answer 90 questions. If we took a minute per question, Matt, which would be not really doing that question fair for some of these, uh, there'd be 90 minutes. And that's a long time. Yeah. it's I'm, you like that math? That's really good math. You're solid. Here's one for someone we were just talking about. What would you offer? This is from at more JM 34. What would you offer for Gesicki or Christian Kirk? Well, the first one was just answered. Just answered, yeah. Obviously, um, we're, we both feel comfortable with the second-round pick there for Gesicki. So uh, I'm going to stop you there for a second. That that circumstance was like you need a tight end, right? right? A second. Mm-hmm. What if you have a tight end? Would you still offer the second? I mean, I think it depends on the tight end. It's a really deep receiver class. It is a really deep It's a deep receiver. class. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that is going to be um, a little de- – a little dependent on your team, of course, like most of these scenarios are. So in a vacuum, I would feel okay giving a second-round draft pick. But if I didn't need a tight end, I certainly wouldn't give up a second-round draft pick for, for Gasicki. But to be fair, is you still need a tight end if you only have one tight end. Like, say you have George Kittle and nobody else. If I had George Kittle and nobody else, I... Um, I am in that scenario. That's what you're in that scenario? Yeah. I would still feel okay... Um, drafting in the second round and uh, waiting to see who fell to me in the third round and just and, so and, take your take your high-end receiver in a second and then take one of these cool commits right. whoever's available there out of those tight ends because they will you probably be able to get two of them one to third and one to fourth right harrison bryant yeah. uh, one of these hunter, th- one bryant. Of, hunter bryant one of these guys so it's one of those things where gesicki i think if you need a guy is a good is a good guy to go out and get to pay the second round draft because you can't you can't go draft the guy and have him be an immediate immediate impact like you could you know give up the second to get 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 Gesicki on your team okay and you try to say get Gesicki on your team real fast get Gesicki on my team it's about three times I'm a wordsmith yeah you are pull that nonsense I, mean. I have a speech impediment today <laughs> what about Christian Kirk <laughs> um not in love with this guy I don't think you are either uh, I I like him more than you um. So, I mean, I would feel comfortable giving a second round pick if it was middle of the round. And I think that's about as high as I'd go. I think I have no problem giving a mid second for Christian Kirk, too, just for upside there. Um, but to me, I just, again, I just look at it as where, you know, they drafted so many receivers. If they, there's rumors they might, I don't think they do this, but they might take a receiver at eight this year because uh, they might take CD Lamb, they're saying, because that's who Kyler Murray wants. 
But to me, it's just they drafted so many receivers last year. And if they take they take a receiver like CeeDee Lamb this year, and I like Hakeem Butler, they have Amy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson. It's just to me, there's it's such a crowded room, and Kirk is one of those guys. I even said it when he came out, like there's nothing special about him. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a fancy player that's gonna win you a championship. Can you start him? Oh, for sure. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But he's not the kind of guy that's gonna go out there and take you to the next level. And those are kind of guys I'm acquiring. So if I have Kirk, I'm okay with him, but absolutely by no means I'm going out there trying to buy him. Like that's the most I'd give up for him, but I wouldn't give that up for him. I would rather take one. I, I would rather like at two, six game one, one of these receivers in this draft. Like I know there'll be, I know for a fact there'll be somewhere at two, six. I'm like, Ooh, this guy's got some good upside. You know what I mean, especially this year. Definitely. Next question comes from uh, Alexa. Uh, Alexa asks, who are your top three deep stashes? Deep stashes. Yeah, I'm going to go Tom Selleck. <laughs> That's a good stash. That's a good stash right there. Yeah. Um, um, who else got a good stash? Andy Reid has a pretty good stash. Ooh, it is a good stash. Yeah, right. That, it is a pretty good stash. Football related. Mike Vrabel. I didn't really enjoy Vrabel stash. I don't know when he had it. I didn't like it. I think it was a good stash. He's a little pervy McGurvy with that. Oh, stash. wait. It says any position, just your favorite three players have at the end of your bench. Thank you. So to me, that's a tough question, Alexa, because like, like, I mean, everybody considers other players stashes. Like to me, all these guys are pretty well known. Um, so you have to start getting the unknown guys, almost like guys like even them, like, I don't know, like Rashard Higgins. Yeah. It's a good end of the bench stash because he's a free agent. Didn't um, do anything last year. Didn't do anything, but get signed somewhere and could be productive. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I like a guy like Boston Scott. I don't know if he falls down. He falls into this criteria for her um, because like he had a good end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, is it like a guy like a Jake Kumaro, you know, something along those lines as a receiver? Because some of those guys, when you start getting into like stashes, like some people consider them a stash. And the way I look at those guys are just you can't even cut them. Right. Like there's so many guys that are like aren't like well known but have a chance to break out this year. Um, do you have like a, a guy who's like an unknown guy uh, that might be like highly likely on somebody's free agent? So the the, the t- there's a tight end from Chicago, Jesper Horstead. Really, he was a t- he was like a converted wide receiver and, and kind of bulked up. He's like 6'3", 237 pounds. Weighs what they have him listed. Jesper. But Jesper is his first name, uh, and he's, he's got to be from somewhere down south. He, he went to Princeton, so he's a real smart guy. Uh, but he didn't get play time last last year till the end of the season, like week week twelve and on. So that was the first playing time he got. Obviously, Shaheen. Um, you know, he's, he seems to be falling out of favor. At least that's what it sounds like. We're on the Troutman. And, and yeah, exactly. So sorry, Ashlyn. We moved up to Dayton. Yeah, right. So Troutman looks good. He does. Yeah. But Jesper Horstead, I think, is is a under the radar, completely free guy that you can go out and probably pick up for your bench. Okay. Last question. No, we'll do two more. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. From at a underscore bow 615. Where would you slot? Harry in at amongst the 2020 wide receiver class. Same with Daniel Jones in the 2020 QB class. So Nikhil Harry in the in the wide receiver class in in this year's wide yes. receiver class and Daniel and then Jones. And Daniel Jones in the QB class. In this Let's start year. with Daniel Jones. Go ahead fan club member and also a client. Yeah. I am a very big fan of Daniel Jones. As everybody knows, if you're new to this po- podcast as well as you know, you can always you can join my membership. I am the president of the Daniel Jones fair fan club where everybody else was letting him slip in super flex leagues last year and kind of poo-pooing on him. I said, no, 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 none of my watch. This guy is a first round pick. 
albeit even a mid first round pick in Superflex leagues. I, I mean, I put my money where my mouth was and 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 picked him and got made fun of basically because I was picking him like I picked him late, like like tenth overall, and people were like, "Ha ha ha!" And I'm like, "I'll laugh all day till I you know right right yeah. into my starting lineup with him." And I and I played well and made the playoffs. And who league. who looked really good down the year last year? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. You think I'm gonna put my stamp of approval and become the president and somebody that is gonna be turned into a turd? I think not. I have a reputation to uphold Daniel Jones. Now in this draft class, so to be fair, I would put him, I would put him on par with Justin Herbert. I know that's where I was. I was, I was grappling in my mind, whether to put him ahead or behind Herbert. Cause I like his athleticism a lot in Daniel Jones. His, his athleticism was, it was very underrated coming out of college. And if you remember, it was his wide receivers that were terrible. And he had a ton of drops in college that really messed up um, his completion percentage and just, I mean, in general, how well the team did. So, you know, obviously that got cleaned up quite a bit here at the professional level. He showed well early, I think faded a little bit towards the middle middle part of the season, but, but you know, um, did okay at the end as well. Yeah, so I, I they're, they're pretty equal in my eyes. I mean, because I would like Herbert a lot in L.A., mm-hmm. Because of those weapons you have, I think, and I think him and Mike Williams could make magic, and you know, Hunter Henry. Right. So, but they're pretty close to me now. Nikhil Harry, that's a little interesting because I like Nikhil Harry. He was my number one receiver coming out last year. I thought he was really solid. Turns out he would, you know, if you had to redraft them all today, uh, Nikhil Harry would be about the fourth or fifth receiver you would take out of those guys because a lot of those guys really stepped up their game. Right. But looking at this year's class, I would have him probably right around six. Overall or, or in the wide receiver. receiver? Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, to me, C.D. Lamb and Jerry Jeter are clearly ahead of them. Clearly. Henry Ruggs, to me, is my number three locked in. Love him. Um, my number four, for me personally, is T. Higgins. I have T. Who, Higgins. At who, three and then Ruggs, I think. And, I and I can, so those guys are flip-flop. I can see when I really dig in. Like mm-hmm. I could see Higgins surpassing Ruggs, but, man, I know a lot of people are out there on Twitter going, oh, Jalen Rager over hugs, rugs. And I'm like, dude, to me, I love rugs more than Rager. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to dig into those two more before to be I fair, my final. And that's to be fair, because yeah. then Rager is my five, and I would have all those guys ahead of Harry. But to be fair, like, I, I'm going to go back to say, like, they're all magically delicious, right? Like, when I say I like rugs more than Rager, it's not like it's by lights and leaps and bounds. Yeah, like, they're is, all right there. This is such a deep class. Um and last year, the, the, the stuff that I didn't like about uh, Harry, I didn't like his ability to get off the line. I thought he took too too much time, too many false steps to get off the line. And um, and I just don't think he was very refined as a route runner. And That's in, right. He was not your number one receiver last year. He, he was not. not um, A.J. Brown was. So uh, it was one of those things where – you know, obviously, draft position lended lended me to the to the fact that I that I you know obviously it pushed him up the board a little bit. Um, so unfortunately, it's one of those things. Now having seen him, got having all that information for a full year where he didn't really produce much, it's gonna it's gonna ding him quite a bit. You know, if you put him in the twenty twenty class. So I'm not even sure if he'd be that high because all these people that, that they haven't touched the NFL yet are kind of they're seen in a, in a light where there's so much optimism still. Well, and to be fair, he was hurt. Um, but even that, even if you go draft capital wise, when it's all said and done, most likely all five of those guys that I just mentioned will have still have a higher draft capital than Harry did at 32. 
you know, where they'll all be drafted in the first round and they'll all probably be drafted ahead of 32. I'm not sure they're, I'm not sure that's a true statement, to be honest. I don't, I don't know if, if Rieger or a Rager and like, and rugs are going to go. Dude, Rager came round. in over, I think he came in today at 212 pounds. Okay. If he could run a four, two or a four, three, one at 212 pounds, that is unbelievable. It is unbelievable, but it is it first round are all those guys first round? I don't know if there's going to be five wide receivers taken in the first round. That's well, a lot, hey, man. They all have first round grades in my eyes. Okay. I mean, grades, yeah, grades, yeah, possibly. I just don't know if they're actually going to be taken that that early. Next question okay. from at a at underscore Aaron Carney. Hey guys, thanks for doing this. I'm going to rebuild, and I'm wondering are there any really good buy low running back shop options right now? Feels like half are overpriced and the other half are over 28 or hidden free agency or both. So if you're in rebuild, obviously you don't want any of those guys. Right. Um, I would still, so here's what I would, here, here's a flip that script kind of weird guy we were talking about earlier about like a guy like Jarek McKinnon, right? Where I'm still willing to buy him because I feel like if that all comes to fruition, say you buy him for a mid third mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, obviously when I would start with the fourth just to see. You know, maybe a fourth and some, you know, maybe a fourth next year, something along, along those lines. And just to see if I can get him, because if he does, even if you're in rebuild and he's not in your long-term plans, if McKinnon does what I think he could do in that offense, come week four, come week five, uh, you'll be able to flip him for a 2021 second, which then now you just gained really good value if know? if you're looking at him yeah i was gonna say if you're looking at him as an asset that you can flip he's he's probably a good guy to target because you can get him super cheap and if he hits it's going to be huge and you can like you said you can really flip him for a nice little um a nice little bounty um so i like it from that respect but what would you think about a guy like chris carson who's coming off injury as a guy to go out and buy and, and reports are he will be ready for week one mm-hmm. uh reports are Rashard penny will start the camp on pump pup because remember his injury he was worse than even people re- thought it was right it was more more than an acl tear yeah right. so um i think carson's a nice buy but again he's a rebuild this is a rebuild option so is i it, don't think he's a buy either i mean you're looking for he's 25 i mean the guy's 25 yeah i know but if you're actually rebuilding here i to be honest with you aaron it, it's what you're not really buying running backs if you're rebuilding you're better off if you have no running backs to, to be fair you're better off selling even the ones you have and going to this year just to wallow yeah you know what i mean, I mean like if you're try, if you're trying to win and make the playoffs on a rebuild like you know what i mean like you're trying to rebound fast you might want to look into some of these options but like rich said if a younger guy is gonna be a guy like matt Breda, right you know who we, we mentioned a couple times is a nice sneaky buy definitely if, if, but mostly if he walks you know if they, if they bring another guy in and they keep moster and you know jerick mckinnon then that doesn't really help Breda very much there too but i think the best advice i can give for like a rebuild team would be you know sell your running backs sell sell the running backs sell them all get what you can as far as converting them into longer term assets guys that are you know young wide receivers that those are good things to pick up and and young tight ends and quarterbacks and and then the last piece you want to fill in is the running back we we kind of talk about that all the time and and it helps you it's an easy way to tank without intentionally tanking because now all of a sudden you have no running backs to start. So even if you have good, like young players that you're excited about elsewhere, then you're still going to lose your games because you have no running backs. Right. And 
next year you get to one one you get to well then you're gonna take jamar chase you have more good receivers but then you have the two one you probably get a good receiver maybe you get a good running back there or move out of it but anytime you're in rebuilding the first piece to go always is a running back Mm -hmm. always it's again it's addition by subtraction you get rid of uh, somebody scoring points you get a higher draft pick you have no running backs to the starting in your lineup. Hey, not my fault. I ain't buying any. You're, nobody can force you to buy a running back. Right. Like I'm not paying. I'm rebuilding here. Like Matt said, that's always the last piece you want to fill in on a rebuild because that's when you start using these assets in your draft to draft them and you plug and play. So to be fair, there's no young running backs. I mean, 25. You mentioned a guy like Boston Sky has Boston some good upsides. Yep. Matt Breida is somebody um, who has a good upside. If you can get Kareem Hunt for the right price, because, again, he's going to be tendered this year. They can't come to a long-term deal. He's likely going to be the starter on somebody else's team at 2021, still at the age of, like, 25 or uh, under there. So Kareem Hunt might be a nice buy for the right price. Like, if you're looking long-term, you give up. If you can get him for, like, say you are a rebuild, you get the 1-1, you can get Kareem Hunt for 2-1. That's something I'd look at. And if you're hell bent on buying somebody, don't don't have it be one of these one dimensional Marlon Mack type of guys. Make sure it's a guy with versatility that catches passes. At least he has a a little bit more of a chance to be viable long term. Yeah, Naheem Hines isn't a bad buy if you can get him for cheap because again he's that pass catcher running back who will probably be that pass catcher running back in that system. Uh, somebody who's going to get you by but not a championship caliber running back. In a rebuild, you know, get to get the full rebuild, you're going to need really good running backs, not just guys, right? Not just, just some cheap guys. And by the time it flips around, you just want to make sure you're in position to get those guys later. So yep. that's it. You ready to jump in this Nerd Herd episode? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, we're going to pick up a lot. We, you know, we have a lot more questions to answer here. Uh, we're going to get through this whole uh, listener question episode on the Nerd Herd, which is always fun about these because you never know what you're going to get, just what topics are going to open, what players you like, what you don't like. Um, if you're not a member of the Nerd Herd, this is there's no better time to join than today. Uh, after this week, we're going to do a mock draft for the Nerd Herd episode, and then from there on out, we're doing our rookie breakdown, rookies, starting with the quarterbacks. Rookies, rookies. So if you're new to listening to our podcast, um, you can go back. All our previous episodes are on anywhere you can find a podcast. Our history speaks for itself. Or everybody else was telling, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people were telling you to go left. We were telling you to go to right. Uh, and our hit rate has been I, what I feel exceptional Yep. Uh, on these rookies. So we're just going to try and give you our opinion and hope it's, a, you know, put you in the best place to dominate your rookie draft. And, you know, right now, over the last six years, we've been pretty uh, good at our hit rate. You know, right now, if we were playing baseball, we'd be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, what we're going to do it is when we break down these players, say we're going to do 12 quarterbacks. We're going to do six on the free show, six on the Nerd episode. So you're literally going to miss half our rookie content by not being a Nerd member. So now's the time. It's a, for the price of a cup of coffee. All you have to do is buy us one, not even us, buy me one cup of coffee a month. And for that one cup of coffee, not only do you get our exclusive rankings, not only do you get access to all our new tools, which we have a new one dropping here within the next week or two um, as well. And then we have another one lined up for a couple months after that, which is going to be really nice. Not only do you get access to our rankings, our tools, but you get to extra podcasts where we're going to sit down here and break down these rookies for you and give you our analysis. You're going to get four extra hours, four to five extra hours of us 
breaking down these players for you to put you the best position possible to dominate your rookie draft, which this is a draft class. I can literally, again, not rebuild, but reload on it for the price of a cup of coffee. To me, there's not another better bargain out there. You know, always support your content producers. So even if you just enjoy the podcast, it's a great way just to support, you know, support what we're doing, man. Support, support what we're doing. Support your favorite podcast. Yeah, it's just, again, I mean, Dynasty Fantasy Football is a growing market, and we're here to help you build that dynasty. So for the price of a cup of coffee, we can help you do that. The time to join is right now. We have so many good things on the horizon, and what you get right now for the price point is unbelievable. Join the nerd herd today. Uh, and if you're following us on Twitter, you know, at Dynasty Nerds, we just hit 20,000 followers. We're doing a giveaway on there, which we're doing a giveaway on Thursday at noon. But if you retweet that tweet, I know you have an uh, opportunity I saw on there to win a free year membership of the nerd herd or any kind of apparel or even have a team breakdown done by the whole podcast grew on the podcast and that apparel speaking of that has grown exponentially in the past month or so so you know if it's been a while since you checked out the store go out go ahead and check it out again because we got a bunch of stuff that's new we got some other stuff that we have on the horizon that's going to be new so so keep checking in on that uh merchandise yeah that nerd hoodie is pretty comfy absolutely and if you like and like we've been saying for years i just sent somebody a shirt uh last week and he wrote me he's like dude you were not lying that's the most comfortable shirt I own. And I'm like, dude, for six years, we've been telling people the Dynasty Nerd shirt is a Rich Dotson guarantee, the most comfortable shirt you will ever wear. If you're trying to increase your high five intake, if you're trying to increase your sex life, if you're trying to look in that mirror and be like, wow, where, where did, did that come from? Where did those pecs come from? Look, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Oh, my gosh. I've never looked so good. I should put on some pants, but listen, it doesn't even matter at this point because this shirt's so good looking. Regardless. The Dynasty Nerds t-shirt's the most sur- super shirt you will ever wear. Absolutely. Most comfortable. That's, that tri-blend just hits everything right. Oh, I love it. And also check out, I haven't mentioned this in a while too, our Facebook group. We have 7,000 people in that thing now. I was going to say, last I heard we were in the 6,000 range. I was wondering if we could yeah, seven. We're right up. I don't think we're exactly at seven, but we're like. Real close. Like like eight people away from 7,000 uh, users in there. If you're looking to have your questions answered just by the community and just to talk dynasty fantasy football casually, instead of looking at your friends, kids, pictures or cat pictures or whatever kind of pictures are on Facebook that are really boring, use Facebook for something fun. And that's the fantasy football group. Check it out. 7,000 people in there talking dynasty fantasy football all day. And it's only for fantasy football. Cause I'm telling you, if somebody posts a redraft question in that group, it gets flagged right away. If somebody posts anything that's not dynasty related, flagged booted kicked out of the group those people are ruthless in there meow oh sorry cat picture watch out so that's it we'll be back next week for all you non-herd herd members which are you know i guess we still appreciate you listening we do uh, come on no i do of course i do Get out of here. maybe uh <laughs> of course i do uh we're gonna be talking about the combine a lot of news already coming out already just on the measurements i can't wait to see these guys test i can't wait to see some of these guys run look out Cannot jonathan taylor wait and then we're also gonna do another 2020 way too early mock draft nice even trying to squeeze in a super flex one. Ooh. instead of doing two rounds that's do, a nice twist do it do a one round one pp two round second round two pp two pp r <laughs> Two R. PBR, two, yeah, yeah, two yeah. QB PPR. Yeah, all we right. don't get all crazy in here. Hmm. This ranch tastes funny. Is that blue cheese? Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.